Our scripture is from Matthew, actually, today. Matthew chapter 21. It's Palm Sunday, and it's the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciple went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put, them, put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus. From Nazareth of Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I have to say, it is easy to get carried away in the heat of the moment. Especially if that moment is in the Caldwell Parish High School gym in the middle of a basketball game. People in this room know what I mean. There is yelling and screaming and jumping up and down. There's ugly stare-downs. There's bad referee calls. There's name-calling. And that's only in the first quarter of a third-grade girls' match. <laughs> By halftime, I was even joining in <laughs> and yelling at the referees, which reminds me, I need to call Daniel Binkley. I know who won. <laughs> who won? The Wildcats won. I don't even have a third grade girl. I had no skin in the game. And I was, it was so intense. You couldn't look away. And you kept getting stirred up more and more each moment, each shot, each miss. It just made you more and more stirred up. Screaming and yelling for dear life, a fever pitch. For those who have no interest in basketball whatsoever. And I heard after I left there was a 20 minute overtime. 20 minutes. I missed the overtime. 20 minutes waiting for one shot. One shot. And our own Annie Martin got the one shot. Yay, Annie. 
Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is like this. It starts off very matter-of-fact. You think, okay, this is going to be good. You know, you take your seat. Seems like it's going to be easy. You're just going to sit there and watch. I mean, Jesus gives his disciples an ingredient list. He says, "Uh, I need a donkey and a colt. Bring them to me. The prophecy in Zechariah 9.9 says that the Prince of Peace rides in on a colt, a foal of a donkey. The donkey is ridden by a king in times of peace. It symbolizes salvation, reconciliation. It's not a, a conquering king coming in on a war horse. It's a king riding in to restore. Someone who's going to rebuild the city, to restore order to the city. The uncult is the unbroken foal of a donkey. More often than not, the the cult would need its, its mother beside it in the presence of the chaos around to keep it steady and still. In the middle of Passover, we have this time of Jerusalem where Jerusalem would have been packed to the gills. Everybody from around the area would have been there. The city would have swollen with people and crowds in the streets. And the crowds are pressed in to witness the historic event. Verse 8 says, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the ground, on the road. And the people who were following him all of a sudden went ahead of him and started shouting and screaming, getting people riled up. And in the moment, they were onlookers who were joining in, screaming and shouting. Verse 9, and the crowds that went before him (coughs) and those that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And it keeps building and building and building up until we reach verse 10 and there's this climax at verse 10. And when he entered Jerusalem, just as he hits the city gates, the whole city was stirred up saying, Who is this? The Greek word for stirred up is sio, from where we get the word seismic. The Bible is telling us the city of Jerusalem was shaking. The foundations of the rock were shaking. There was an earthquake taking place as, as Jesus enters on this There's this shake that is happening. Matthew's gospel has Sio three times. Matthew 2, 3. Matthew 2, 3, when the wise men go to see Herod and ask him where the newborn king is, Matthew's gospel says, he was troubled. The word there is sio. He was shaken. And it said all of Jerusalem was shaken with him. And so we get this picture that something is coming. There's someone coming. Matthew 21.10 When he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this sio? The city is 
buzzing now. The city is just rocking. And finally, in Matthew 27, 51, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And what does the scripture say? And the earth shook. The rocks were split. The entire world, all of creation, shakes. The earthquake across all of creation happens. At the moment Jesus dies on the cross, the world shakes to its core. The closer you get, the closer and closer Jesus gets to Jerusalem, the whole earth starts shaking. Everything changes. All creation shakes until the culmination happens on the cross and everything shakes. I misspoke a while ago. There's a, a final moment of Sio in the Bible. There's a final moment of Sio that happens in Matthew's Gospel. It's at the very end of Matthew's Gospel. In Matthew 28, 4, there's this one more occurrence of this seismic event. One more, but it's not in creation. It happens when the guards realize that Jesus is not there. The text reads, And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. The hearts of the guards shook. That's what the Bible is literally saying, that their hearts just shook inside them. There was this conviction and power that happened in the resurrection moment where the guards realized that Jesus is live. And see, that's what happens in the gospel is so many people don't realize that the gospel change doesn't happen out there. It happens in here. It happens inside. The seismic shift that we're looking for is not a seismic shift in the change of powers and principalities. They, they, they serve different gods. The change that we're looking for is the change that happens inside each and every person when they realize what Jesus has done for them. All these people expected Jesus to restore Jerusalem, to restore Israel, to restore the kingship of David, and they didn't understand that he was restoring God's plan to its original intent. Jesus wants something greater than earthly cities. Jesus wants something greater than countries and tiny dictatorships. Jesus wants you. Jesus wants us. Jesus wants our hearts and our souls. And Jesus' earthquake isn't out there, it's in here. And until this changes, nothing out there will change. The tiniest earthquake, the one that happens inside, is the biggest earthquake. 
It's where all the gospel culminates. It doesn't culminate with the world changing. It culminates with us changing. Amen?